Hey y'all, a few of you guys reached out and I am super jazzed that you are also digging these bonus episodes. I personally think that the people featured are pretty neat, so I'm glad we're on the same wavelength. All right, I don't have a lot to say. It's a pretty, pretty in and out. Uh, so this is the second bonus episode of On The Way. Buckle up and remember this is a WGC production. Alex Williams is born, was born and raised in Richmond, Virginia, and they were, he is a 21-year-old personal trainer. His athletic background is rooted in many sports, with the most predominant one being football. His interest in personal training comes from his background in bodybuilding, where he turned professional at the age of 19 at the OCB organization. The process of transforming his own body inspired him to become as knowledgeable as possible and impact others' lives in a similar way. To him, being a personal trainer isn't just about helping someone lose fat or gain muscle. It's about creating a complete lifestyle change that can be passed on for generations to come. How are you doing today, Alex? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing really great. So I'm just going to open this up with the same question I ask everybody. Where do you come from and where are your roots? So I, I was uh, born and raised in Richmond, Virginia. My roots are also in Virginia. Both my parents, they, they both went to VCU here for medical school. My dad's from Virginia and my mom's from D.C. So the general DMV area is where, you know, I kind of was born and raised. All right. And could you just sort of tell us in your own words what exactly it is that you do? So I'm a personal trainer. I do both in-person and online training. Currently, I'm a trainer at the Chamber RVA, which is off um, Whole Street Road in Richmond slash North Chesapeake, Virginia. Most of my workload comes from online training. Those are the main two things I do right now. How did, exactly did you become a personal trainer? You know, it was all rooted in uh, my bodybuilding career. Um, mm-hmm. I started bodybuilding around the age of 18. Um, right after uh, high school graduation, I, I, I did my first transformation. So I was a little bit chubby coming out of high school, about 205 pounds. Um, and by the time, so let's say I graduated high school about June 2017. So about August 2017, when I got to Howard moving day, I was about 170 pounds. Mm-hmm. So from then on, it was just kind of gaining the knowledge as, as far as both training and diet goes, but more so diet and understanding how the diet works with the training. After that, um, I did my first bodybuilding show February 2018, placed second overall, and um, I had just turned 19 a few months prior. And then December 2018, I ended up winning the overall show and turning pro. So after that, I really just I started to look into personal training, and I was doing it at Howard my sophomore year a little bit. But it was a little frustrating because, you know, I didn't have like a, a consistent gym. Like sometimes I had a few clients, probably like three or four. Mm-hmm. Um, I, would tr- I would train them in Burr. I would train them in uh, CHS. And oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like C- C- the second floor CHS is um, gym. I was mm-hmm. training people. I was training people in there. Hi, Jade here. Just want to add some context. Burr is a gym where the athletes train at Howard University. And CHS is a dorm with a modestly sized gym on the second floor, which is why I was quite uh, shocked when he said he trained people there, because that's a bit of a tight space. All right, I'm going to let you get back to it. Hope that helped. You know, I knew enough to, you know, to work what Howard had, but it was just a little frustrating, you know, not having a, a home gym and not really having a, a real structure. So, you know, I took time off the end of sophomore year and beginning of junior year. I didn't really train at all. Halfway through junior year, I decided to take a break from school, which would have been after fall semester. So this past spring, I wasn't in school. And then, you know, I was I wasn't doing a whole lot. You know, the pandemic happened um, early in the spring. Actually, I just I wasn't even working out like that for real. Like I really didn't have any any love for the gym. I came back home during the pandemic. 
and I got a job with my with my boy Jay, who who, who had opened up a gym uh, the, the fall prior called the Chamber. And ever since then, I, you know, I started working there just as an in person trainer. Then I just kind of remembered like you know all the knowledge I had and how much I loved doing it. So you know, I started to build my own brand, and here we are. And here we are. So one thing that was interesting to me when I was doing research about you was your focus on diet as it's coupled with exercise. So can you kind of talk to us about like how you go about finding a diet that works for each of your individual clients? I make my diets very foolproof. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't believe that anybody should, you know, hop on a fad diet because it's like, oh, you know, I heard keto loses weight fast or I heard veganism does that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you enjoy those diets, it's cool. But mm-hmm. for me, in general, the vast majority of my clients, unless it's, you know, they have certain diet restrictions or whatnot. We, we just do flexible dieting. So basically when you sign up with me, you get a questionnaire after purchase, you know, I get your general information, your history with working out, history with dieting, but how I create the meal plans for everybody is, you know, it, each, there's four sections, there's proteins, carbs, fruits, and vegetables. But I basically just list a bunch of foods, people check off which ones that they want in their diet. And from there on, um, when I make the actual diet, it's really just about fitting those foods that they like and they, they enjoy into the calories that they need for their goal. You know what I'm saying? Like most people are, you know, chicken, rice, steak, broccoli, ground mm-hmm. t- turkey or beef type thing. So it's really just about like, you know, making foods that people like fit towards their goal because it's really just about caloric c- control. Okay. And obviously another big part of like, any diet slash exercise slash lifestyle changes, building discipline. So how do you work with your clients to build that discipline for them so that they can continue their lifestyle even after your services end? Yeah. So honestly, um, Maya Regman would be the best example of this. So she, she was with me. We we still work together, but Mm -hmm. the eight weeks that she was with me, just training hard and dieting hard. It was, uh, we had to make an agreement at the beginning that, you know, if she gave me four good weeks, of, you know, just dieting consistently and, you know, working out hard at the end of four weeks, I think she wanted like, um, roasting rooster. I think that's mm. the, the name, the name of the restaurant in DC. She wanted that in wine. So it's like, you know, some people it's just like, I know their cravings and it's like, you know, we kind of make deals like, Hey, every two weeks, you know, we can, we can rock with this. Hey, give me a, give me a month of so, you know, dieting consistently or whatnot. But for the most part, it's really like, honestly, I tell someone like my coworkers this, like, you know, I expect, and I tell some of my clients this too, it's like, it's not that big of a deal if, you know, you go off the meal plan because I really do expect people to not get used to it to at least a month. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. going from going from the, the way that you may have been eating before to all of a sudden it's like, oh, wow, now I have this rigid schedule. And it's mm-hmm. not even rigid. It's the fact that like most people are, you know, used to eating one to three meals a day, whereas most of my clients are eating five, six, and a few of them seven. So it's oh. like- yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, so it's really just kind of like that acclimation and adjustment to it. But other than that, like, you know, every two weeks we have photo check-ins. So like people, you know, maybe they'll go off their diet or whatever. And it's like, you know, the two-week check-ins, they're nervous. They send their pictures in. But 95% of the time they've made progress. And I kind of make, I make my diets in a way that's like, I say, let's just say fat loss. Fat loss is pretty easy because it's like, I put them in a caloric deficit. So it's like, you know, I, I make sure they're eating less calories than they need, which helps them mm-hmm. burn fat. But I give them such a cushion that I kind of expect them to slip up and maybe have a, a, a meal outside the plan. So it's like having that expecta- expectation and making that cushion, it makes it easier because it's like, 
regardless if they cheat or not, they're going to see the progress. So that's just kind of the way I, I like to set up my meal plans. Okay. And you mentioned that fat loss is a popular request, I suppose you would call it, that you get from your clients. What are the what are the most typical ones you would, what are the ones you offer and what are the ones you most see? Uh, you, uh, what do you mean by most see, like fat loss wise? Well, you or? said, like, what do uh, what do most people ask for? Like when it comes, like I'm doing this diet so I can, like what is? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, I would say like 85% are fat loss. I do have oh. some people who come, come, yeah, yeah. It's a vast majority. I do have people who come to me for weight gain and, and muscle gain. For them, uh, all of them have seen great progress. Justin, my best friend down in Richmond, he's probably the first person I really like had really blow up. First month, like he got huge, um, and, but in a good way, muscle, you know, muscle way. But, <laughs> but um, the, I said the vast majority of fat loss. I mean, the people that mu- that'll mu- muscle gain or weight gain, I kind of explain to them, like I kind of taper them up a little bit slower than I would take people down. Because, you know, with fat loss, is like, you know, the main goal is to lose the fat. Whereas weight gain, most people want to gain muscle. But inherently, mm-hmm. if you're going to, you know, be eating more calories than you need, then you're going to gain a little bit of fat. So, you know, if you take your time doing it, you know, you taper them up nice and slow, they'll, they'll gain minimal, minimal fat while also gaining the muscle they want. Like I said, it's like it's person by person. And, you know, the range that I will drop drop calories or gain calories is really individualized, both by height, weight, age, and also just the look of their body. So it's just something that I've really gotten used to, you know, having hundreds of clients. So, And since you've started physical training to now when you still are doing it out a bit, uh, probably mostly online, like how have you seen your development about the philosophy of it change? Like how has your, no, I think that's fine enough. How has your philosophy on it changed? Your approach, how's your approach changed? So my approach to training is very straightforward. I'm very science-based. I'll say like for anybody who's heard of him, Jeff Nipper, he's he's a guy that I really liked, looked after and just kind of like studied the way that he, you know, his training philosophy, because this is very science-based. Um, mm-hmm. He's used, I don't remember the, the three sciences, uh, two scientists and one PhD, PhD guy. They had a, a giant meta journal that I I used to read all the time. Um, so, I, you know, between those four people um, and a few other people, just bodybuilders and stuff, I'm, that's how I got my training philosophy. And um, my philosophy is pretty straightforward. For the vast majority of people that are with me, um, they're usually doing some kind of physique training. Mm-hmm. So therefore, like generally, I'm working in a six to 15 rep range for, for exercises. Me personally, I don't like doing things about 15 reps. And honestly, I just don't like counting above 10 in general. So, <laughs> so, but, but just in general, like, that six to 15 rep range is the best rep range for muscle hypertrophy or muscle gain. 15 and above is cool. It's more so endurance and five and below is more so strength and power. Generally, the people who get plans from me are getting a six to 15 rep range. And that kind of varies whether people, you know, are home workout or um, in gym workout. Um, When I first started training, um, especially online, I really didn't take that many home workout clients. I mean, that was just that was just kind of me being like, I, you know, expecting most people to be in a gym. Then, you know, the worse the pandemic got, the more people were inside. So I kind of had to get innovative, you know, working with resistance bands, you know, body weight stuff and just making plans that way. They'll generally be in like a 10 to 15, 12 to 15 rep range just because I know um, without, you know, equipment, whether it's dumbbells, machines, cables, they can't overload the muscles much. Therefore, I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to Keep it keep it below 15, but, you know, get a nice pump going because, you know, doing six reps with a resistance band isn't really going to do a whole lot. But overall, I mean, you know, my, my training um, philosophy is 
very science-based and it hasn't changed much since I started bodybuilding myself. As far as my philosophy for um, dieting, I've been struggling with ways to make it even more flexible than it is. Because mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of trainers will just kind of like, you know, just throw you a meal plan. Like say some, some trainers would be like, go on keto without knowing your background or do a certain diet without knowing your background or, you know, making people eat, say, four chicken meals and three fish meals a day. And people may not even like fish, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, all, all of that, you know, I try to be as flexible as possible by giving people the option to choose the foods that they want. And I always tell my clients, like, you know, especially the monthly people, they have that 24-7 access to me. So it's like, if you have questions about, hey, can I use this seasoning? Can I use this marinade? Like, they can ask. But I've been struggling with ways to, because while it is flexible, I do think it can be more flexible. So I'm, you know, just trying to find that balance between more flexibility and continuing productivity. I mean, you know, I've had, I have a few people on my team right now who are both working. So uh, there's one, Talissa, she's working on the newsletter, but I've gotten some input from her about, you know, just vegan dieting and ways to make that flexible. Um, my client, Addie, she's one of my like kind of test clients. I do have a few clients I'm testing out like more flexible type diets on. I kind of give them a, a calorie range and a macro range and they just kind of like freestyle it themselves. So, you know, I, 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 you know, I consult with her with like how her things are going. She's seeing great progress, oh, but okay. overall, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. Cause it's like, you know, I want people to be as flexible as possible. I want people to, you know, make dishes like really sit there and cook the meals that they want and not just, you know, just plain like steak and rice. I can do it, but I know not everybody can have the same meal, you know, day in and day out. Mm-hmm. So I would say overall, like, you know, my philosophy is the same. You have a, you have a calorie range that you want to stick in. You have a macro range that you want to hit. You know, the calorie range is going to tell you, you know, whether you're going to maintain your weight, gain weight or lose weight. The macros are just, you know, proteins, fats, and carbs. For me, Protein is most important because it's, to me, at the end of the day, you need to be able to gain and retain muscle, Mm -hmm. Um, especially for those losing fat, because the more muscle mass you have on your body, the easier it is to lose fat. As far as fats go, those are crucial in um, hormone function and just, you know, heart and brain health and things like that. That's why some people I uh, recommend omega-3 fatty acids because those are great for that. And then carbs, they're variable. So like, that's my, that's my philosophy of the dieting, but you know, I'm still working day in and day out on ways to, you know, make it more flexible. You know, eventually I want to come out with a cookbook, which Ooh. I have a few people. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a few people, some of which are clients I'm consulting about and ways to, you know, format that. So, but overall, my, you know, my philosophy is still the same. Well, then that brings up, I think the cookbook, I- cookbook idea is really interesting. I'm a cookbook aficionado. I would definitely buy it. But that brings up a question for me then, since it is focused so much on food and eating the right amount of food, uh, the right amount of food in the right amount, how do you assure that your clients are able to, I don't know how to phrase this, but because so many healthy foods are unfortunately more expensive, like how do you assure that your clients are able to maintain their diet while on a budget is what I'm, what I'm asking. I've, I think out of, let's see, a hundred... Somewhere in the 140, 160 meal plans I made, I may have had like three or four people, you know, talk about like, it's getting a little bit expensive. And that's kind of like towards the pandemic getting a little bit worse, mm-hmm. you know, and job stuff happening. But overall, you know, it's a pretty affordable meal plan. You know, if people want steak and salmon and they check that off, I'm assuming that they have the money to buy a steak and sa- salmon because I do know how expensive that can be. 
But overall, you know what I'm saying? Like, I try to have um, all my clients on whey protein because I know if you get that in, like, the five-pound tub, it's, like, 50, 60 bucks for, say, 60 servings or something like that. Um, and that can last people a month. So it's, like, you know, it's little things I'll do, stuff like that, like protein for, for both both to, you know, hit protein goals and just cost-wise. But, you know, pe- the people that have had a, a couple concerns about, you know, staying on a budget – you know, say like one one guy, he wanted to take out the salmon because I I do understand how salmon can get expensive. Mm-hmm. So, but he but he was cool with getting more chicken. So it's like the fat because um macro wise, you know, salmon has a good amount of protein and a little bit of fat in it. Mm-hmm. So say the fat the fat he lost from the salmon, I just kind of replaced that with something like olive oil, okay. or say say peanut butter, you know, so somewhere else in the in the meal plan. So it's really at the, my job is really just you know shifting the serving sizes of certain foods to, you know, to match it if they have to switch things out, you know, you know what I'm saying? If things get a little bit expensive, but overall, you know, we've all been able to make that fix um, if necessary. All right. This is fascinating. This is just, this is neat. It's like so specific. It's wild. Okay. So so I want to go back to something that you said earlier when you were um, talking near the beginning of the interview, you said that you lost some of your love for the gym for a little bit. So I just want to ask what happened there and how did you get your love for the gym back? Well, I would say like, you know, that fall semester, it was easily my worst semester um, in college. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I started off in my first semester freshman year with a four zero, um, and each, each semester after that, it wasn't below like a three, six. Honestly, I couldn't even tell you my GPA from that semester. I still haven't looked. I don't plan on looking. Um, <laughs> it's in the past. But, the past is past. Yeah, yeah, it's in the past, so it's all good. No, but you know that was just kind of like very crushing for me. Mm-hmm. Taking that break and not really knowing what I was gonna do. Um, the spring semester, I wasn't really doing a whole lot. You know, I got into music a little bit at the end of the fall semester and throughout winter. Um, and I was producing music a little bit and doing you know a little mix engineering, recording for people um out of my house. So I was making a little money doing that. And really, really besides that, I was with this party group. It was really just, you know, obviously, you know, throwing events every weekend. So being kind of like in more so that lifestyle where it's just kind of like wake up, make music, you know, the host parties. So it wasn't like I wasn't really doing a whole lot. You know, I was mm-hmm. in the house a lot. I really didn't have a lot of goals, I would say, or motivation to do much besides just make music and just, you know, do, do parties and stuff. So I kind of lost my love from the gym in that aspect, you know, just being away from my home workout partners, because I really didn't come home too much that winter. And usually we would all come home together, you know, just get our winter workout sessions in and stuff like that. I really didn't do too much of that. And it was really just a, a lot of feeling lost and kind of in a, you know, in a between stage that spring. So it was like, you know, I say early spring before the pandemic, I was still going to the gym like four to five times a week. But it wasn't like it was I just felt like I was going through the motions. But, you know, and after the pandemic, obviously, all the gyms were closed. I was I have a, I have a, a little home gym or at the time I had a little home gym. I'm starting to build it up more, but only working out like three times a week. And it was really just like, you know, bad sleep schedule and bad diet and all all things like that. So really just like coming back home and like when Jay had opened up um the gym, the chamber mm-hmm. um, and him giving me the opportunity because. My sophomore year back in 2018, like he had an idea of opening up a gym and having, you know, our bodybuilding team train people out of that gym and like, you know, make a living doing training. But being up in D.C., 
and you know him down in Richmond it just wasn't feasible at the time mm-hmm. so him like you know him giving me that opportunity it really just started with me just working out there again and then like he needed you know he was getting more business so he needed another trainer and he kind of like he really literally texted me like on a Sunday evening he was like yo you want a job and I was like yeah what's up and he was like I need you to come in tomorrow at 10 a.m and start training I was like okay that's straight <laughs> so I came in you know I had three clients that day and ever since then you know just seeing the progress that I was getting through them motivated me to start training again. Cause I had lost a lot of size muscle wise, um, as well as motivation, but you know, just getting back and seeing their progress, like motivated me to start training again. So I started back bodybuilding a little bit and then I switched over to powerlifting, which is a little bit different. Um, and I've been powerlifting for about three months now, um, with my coach Anton. So that's, that's been dope. And I have, I definitely feel like I have a higher ceiling in powerlifting than I do, than I did in bodybuilding. You know, a lot of it was mental health stuff, well as, you know, physical, you know, just losing size, but just seeing the transformation in my, you know, physical health, mental health, and just, you know, my psyche uh, over the year. Hmm. Well, thank you for sharing that. One thing that I did want to ask about, because as someone who's never really been athletic, it always interests me when like people are in careers where like their body is their body really is their work. It's like the same thing with dancers, uh, with athletes, with personal trainers. Like your body is a large part of your business. And like, as you mentioned, like you go through times where where you lose size and your body physically changes. So how do you deal with that mentally? Like with having such a a weight on how you look and how your body is built? Because I know personally for like women a really large emphasis is placed on our bodies and a lot of that does negatively negatively affect us mentally. So I just want to know, how is it as a personal trainer having so much emphasis on your physical form, which isn't, which isn't always something you can control? It's it, like bodybuilding, I'll say is like bodybuilding in general, not even just personal training, but bodybuilding in general is very, it, it's a huge mental challenge. To go through a prep and to diet yourself down and basically it's like, like I remember tweeting once, I was like, I was like, I'm the Michelangelo personal training, and but like I kind of meant it because it's like you get both like your own body or like somebody else's body. It's like getting that slab, and then just like chipping away until you get that final product. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like to me, it's an art, but it can be frustrating, you know. At times, like there was one two week stretch where like you know there's a lot of stuff going on at the gym that I you know just workload wise and. And then I had like a huge influx of clients and I literally had to send out a mass message like, yo, like my mental health is not where it should be right now. And I just please bear with me. Cause like, you know, when that, when that goes down the drain then like, I, cause I understand why clients want to stress eat. Cause you know, I, I'm the same way. Like I may be, you know, I may have the body I have and I may have been doing this for a lot longer and have the knowledge, but like, we're all very like, like everybody has their moments where they want to stress eat. Everybody has their moments where it's like, man, I don't want to do this meal plan. So for me, like, you know, I do have those moments a lot and I can kind of get away with it a little bit because I have so much muscle mass that like my body can just eat up all the extra calories. But at the end of the day, like I always got to remember, like, like my body really does like sell and like the other people's bodies that I'm training sell. And there's times where it's like right now, I I probably haven't done cardio in like six, eight weeks. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm trying to keep like a fairly decent diet, mm-hmm. but the past two weeks has been like all over the place as far as like, you know, getting extra stuff. But a lot of the times when I get like a large influx or I see a lot of my clients progressing, I'm like, all right, you know, I'm going to do a cut. So like when, I think it was like when I had like 
I call it like classes, basically. Like not even the jock no fraternity stuff, but like it's low. They they be joking like, oh, I'm the first class of Alex's, you know, training stuff. But like that first class with like Maya and Naja and a bunch of other people. I was like, oh, wow, like they're really like, you know, progressing. So I had actually decided to, to get on a cut myself and I had lost about, I'd say like 11, 12 pounds in like a, in like a month or something like that. Oh. Um, Yeah, just just tightening up my diet. And, you know, so, so it's like as much as like, you know, I am supposed to be there to motivate my clients, they do it just as much for me because they really do inspire me to be like, OK, yeah, let me tighten up because like all of them being consistent. So I got no reason not to be right now. Hmm. And what has been your proudest moment as a personal trainer? I would say it's just like, I would say it's just the texts I get. Like when I do the check-in photos, like even two weeks in, like Shaq, she had, um, she had texted me and she was like, I've never, like, this was two weeks in. She was like, I've tried different diets and da da da, but I've never seen a change like this. And it's just been two weeks. So like, I'm, you know, very excited for the, you know, weeks and months to come. So it was like, it's texts like that. People are like, yo, like, I've I've never seen change like this. Like, I didn't even know my body could do this. And, like, the reason I do it biweekly is because, like, you know, I do know that their bodies change weekly. Mm-hmm. But it's like, when you give them that nice 14-day gap, uh, 14 day gap, we still check in weekly. Everybody has a weekly check-in survey. So it's like, if I need to tweak their diet or, you know, workout plan, like, they, they'll respond on my survey saying so but otherwise like they do the photos every two weeks so it's like they give themselves that nice two-week push they check in and they're like oh wow like that's that is progress so it's just like you know seeing the reactions to people's photos because it's like if you see my instagram you see my twitter i may have like at most 15 20 clients up mm-hmm. but it's like there, there's another like 70 80 that i haven't posted because it's like some people are going to take a year some people will take another six months. Some people I'll have ready in like next month or two. But just seeing each of their progress, you know, progression and seeing their energy levels change and then just their self-image change is that's probably my proudest moment when I get that feedback. How long do you usually take to see a change? Because during the during the pandemic, I've been trying to work out because I want to have more energy. And let me tell you, it's just not happening. So how long, how long do you typically, uh, does it typically take for your clients to see a change in their behavior or body or et cetera? I know you said for some, it's two weeks and for some, it varies, but like on average, I would say, no, I would actually say like on average, the first, first, at least like noticeable visual changes, 95% of the time in two weeks. Okay. Definitely. In a, yeah, definitely in a month. But you know, I would say the reason I say like, two weeks is because like the first the first week people are still getting acclimated to the diet the second week you know usually workout wise people are good within the first week the second week they're like fully starting to lock in and then by week four it's like you know everybody's basically rolling so it's like definitely by a month everybody's everybody's good to go and seeing their progress i'll say like two week wise i would say definitely the most impressive was Nas's. I, I don't know. She's doing her own diet. I just gave a workout plan. I, I was actually shocked when she sent me her two week photos. Like there's, I, you know, I'm, I'm always pleased, but she really shocked me. I was like, Oh wow. Like that's crazy. So definitely like, I'll say like two weeks for sure for most people. Um, but definitely a month in and it's just, it's just, it's just crazy to see, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. energy wise, I'd say most people being like, Hey, like, 
Like, I thought you were crazy for giving me five, six meals a day, but like, this is actually nice. Like, not only am I eating frequently and like multiple meals, but like now I'm getting hungry and I have an appetite again. Like, I haven't had an appetite in I don't know how long. And also just having more energy. Like, hey, like my 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 workouts are getting more efficient. I'm getting stronger. You know, I like I love when people text me like, hey, I just hit a new PR or personal record on bench. I just hit a PR on squat. I have some people who actually um. And Dalian, she she actually made a spreadsheet herself with every single workout I gave her. And she um she fills out, she fills in the exact amount of weight for, for, for the rep range I gave her, the weight. So over the weeks, I've just been watching her her weights go up on everything. And it's just like, it, little stuff like that is what I enjoy to see. Mm. Yeah, it, it sounds very personally fulfilling to see so many people actively improve themselves thanks to your help. I mean, that that sounds wonderful. No, um, definitely. So the pandemic is clearly a looming entity above us all. So how how have you and how has your personal training changed since the pandemic and how have you adjusted to this online uh to online training? I would say online wise it's actually like overall business wise I hate I hate to say it but it's actually helped because it's like now that everybody's home and it's like people get tired of YouTube workouts and people just see how many home workout clients I have. It's like a lot of people come to me, even if it's, even if it's just inquiring, you know, at first it's mm-hmm. like a lot of people come to me. Um, and you know, on my website, you can see on my website, there's, there's a few sections, um, at the footer of every page, you, you you'll see in-person workouts, but you know, just going through the transformations page and seeing people's progress and then even even more so the progress blog, which I have Talissa writing on. Talissa's my um she's my writer. She does she's we're, we're actually coming out with our first newsletter December first. But she's also yeah yeah I'm excited about that. She's she's doing a great job already. I, I saw the outline for the newsletter. It looks great. But she's doing the progress blog as well. And it's you know it's it's kind of like the transformation page, but just more in depth. So I talk about like who the client is, where they're working out at, like how their diet's been. So like, if you go on that page and you see the amount of people, it's like, oh, home workout person doing four days a week, home workout person doing five days a week. You know, a lot of people are like, okay, so I actually can, you know, keep active during the pandemic. Um, so I'd say like, it is helping from that standpoint, but obviously, you know, I just, I want it to be over. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> And one thing that I wanted to ask you about, it's happening currently. And um, you recently, uh, you and Legacy History Pride, you guys uh, teamed up to do a Peloton and bike sweepstakes. Correct me if I miss if I misstated anything. But you ta- correct. Yes, you um, teamed up to do a Peloton and bike sweepstakes. So could you kind of share with us how that happened and what your intentions are with it? Yeah, <laughs> this will be a nice little story. So my my Regman, she's my marketing consultant, mm-hmm. um, and she's also a great, just a great friend of mine in general. So we kind of like we just bounce a lot of ideas off each other, both you know for. For her, as far as personal branding, other people, people's brands, and then just, you know, my brand in, in general. And so I texted her and I, I woke up one morning. I saw, I saw, I got on Twitter. I said, why are everybody talking about Beyonce? And I just see all, all, I see all of Howard Twitter like, oh, I'm about to get fit with Beyonce. I'm like, what happened to me? So, so I'm like, wow, Beyonce really just came in and stole my entire business. So, but, um, my, I was like, there's no way that just happened. Like, I just, I just got ran out of business in an hour. Nah, but, um, 
so I saw that she was linking with Peloton to give HBCU, HBCU students uh, free membership. Um, so I had texted my, what I had just said to you, like, damn, she just ran me out of business. Mm-hmm. But, um, she had, she was like, she had, she had DM me on Twitter at the same time I had texted her on iMessage and we had both said, wait, we can flip this. Mm-hmm. And so I had, you know, we were just trying to think of ways like, you know, to use, you use, a, you know, create a marketing strategy for my brand. And I was like, yo, you know me, I'm going to get my most outlandish ideas out first. What if I bought somebody a Peloton bike? She was like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, like why? Why not?" She was like, "You know how expensive those are?" And I was like, "I mean, like I can make it work. That's that's not a problem." So, you know, that's how it started out. Actually, I was like, "You know, I'm gonna just buy somebody a Peloton bike because like I understand Peloton. Like, you know, they started off. I, I believe they started off as a bike company, mm-hmm. um, but I do know they have other, you know, home workouts and you know, treadmill stuff and stuff like that. But I was like, you know." why not, you know, why not give back and, you know, give, give somebody basically a Christmas present. Cause you know, the, the giveaway ends December 1st. Yeah. 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 So, um, I was like, you know, why not give somebody a Peloton bike? And then, um, I had ran by her about, um, you know, just linking with legacy history pride. So, um, he's actually one of my clients to hear, uh, one of my online clients. So I had texted him and, you know, I, I gave him the idea cause I know obviously he has a huge, influence and following within the HBCU, you know, just with HBCUs everywhere. You know what I'm saying? He's the biggest mm-hmm. HBCU brand in the world. He has fantastic um, merch. Yeah. No, yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. But, um, so I texted him, I was like, yo, um, what do you think about, you know, linking with me and collabing with me to, to give back to HBC, HBCU students? Um, and he was down with it. He loved the idea. So, um, you know, I, I'm going to be buying the Peloton bike for the winter. Um, he's going to give away a gift card to, to the same winner. Um, and, you know, we're just we're just trying to just give back, you know what I'm saying, in season of giving. Um, so, you know, we, we I plan on doing more stuff with him going forward. He had actually um, given me the opportunity of being interviewed on his website, oh, I think, uh, September. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, we did an interview, um, which is up on his website. Um, and I'm excited for his mesh shorts because I had texted him about. It. I was like, "Yo, I really, I really, I really love the shorts we got right now, but I'm gonna need some short shorts because you know I like my legs out when I work out." Mm-hmm. Um, so he's at. I know he's gonna be dropping some mesh shorts in the spring, so I'm excited about that and you know seeing what other kind of bi- you know business collabs we can do going forward. Um, but yeah, so giving back, uh, giving giving back to HBCU students, um, but you know giving a Peloton bike and a free um, LHP gift card. All right. And one thing I also want to talk about in the more business side of your um, of your business is you mentioned on your Twitter that you make, quote, uh, 60% of your income from social media and 88% of that from Twitter, end quote. So how exactly do you utilize Twitter for your social marketing and how do you how do you how are you successful at it? Honestly, <laughs> it's, it's just been years of being a, a Howard Twitter clown. Has, has, Got you. Has, yeah it's just it's just it's turned for good basically you know what i'm saying like i feel like howard uh, i'd say like you know 2018 i really started to get into howard twitter mm-hmm. and get a lot of followers from that um but now it's just really just like you know i still tweet my normal stuff like you'll you'll see my, my awful tweets you'll see my my retweets and stuff like that but it's really just you know just flooding content you know posting my transformations with people um, bragging about clients and things like that. I really, honestly, I don't have a true like plan for marketing like day in and day out. It's really just me tweeting. 
you know, obviously the giveaway was something that we, we, we had strategized. Um, when I, when I did my Halloween sale, that's something I strategized. Um, I had done a flash sale one night of just like first 10 people to sign up for online training get 20% off. So that wasn't like super strategized, but yeah, it's really just like right now it's really just me tweeting. I have almost double the followers on Twitter um, than I do on Instagram mm-hmm. and way, way more engagement. I still use Instagram, um, but Twitter, I mean, I, Twitter, I feel like I can put my, more of my personality into it. Definitely. Um, I mean, just, like it's worked. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Definitely. And just like, you know, I, I do want to start putting out more video content, but I'm just, I'm not like a big, you know, sit in front of a camera type of guy. Like I like, mm-hmm. you know, conversing with people. So, you know, pictures and videos aren't really my thing. So Instagram really isn't my thing. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like people just see my normal day to day. So it's like, you know, the more they see me on the timeline, just, just being me. And then they see like what I do for, you know, do for work, do for a living. They're like, Oh, like he's actually pretty good at this. Like, and he seems, you know, personable. So a lot of people, you know, are just able to reach out and I've tried, you know, I try to be very accessible to everybody. So I definitely think that's a large factor in it. Okay. And you've kind of been hinting at it or it's kind of like seemed to be hinted at throughout the interview that things are sort of expanding for your personal training. You mentioned how you're going to release a newsletter in December. You mentioned how you're uh, possibly thinking about putting out a cookbook in the future. You're talking about making more flexible dietary options. So for the long term, how do you see your business expanding and growing over the next, say, five to 10 years? Ooh, it's, it's, that's, that's hard to say because I didn't expect this this fast, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like August, September, I was extremely flooded. I didn't have any help. Um, it was really just me. And like the thing about this personal training stuff, especially online, is you know, there's no blueprint. You know, if you're a doctor, you go to medical school. If you're a lawyer, you go to, you know, you go to law school. But like, you know, you can, you know, you can learn exercise science. You can take a, you know, a certification course. But like to to link that to business and how to expand a business, there's really no blueprint. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to Maya about this. Like, like I want it to be more than just personal training. Like I want to be able to like put everybody on um, and like just being 21 and having my own employees, like to me, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like my boy, Tyler, Tyler, everybody who gets a plan, the, uh, Tyler has a huge, huge, huge impact on that. Cause like there was a time where it's like, I'm doing all the marketing, I'm doing all the business, the photo, the video, and then I'm doing like the little stuff like plan setups. Mm-hmm. So any, anytime, anytime people check out on the site and they finish their questionnaire, Tyler is always the one he gets the information, you know, he, he puts it into my database. He sets up, you know, as far as where the calories are going to be, the macros. And, you know, maybe I'll, I'll adjust it sometimes because he doesn't get to see the photos that, you know, get sent in to me. Mm-hmm. So I'll adjust it. But, like, just having him there to do that has been extremely crucial um, with my time. But, I mean, just in general, like, I want to just the ideas for the website. Like, I, you know, if anybody who codes is out there and wants to help, <laughs> up. but I want to have it so it's like, my website is all encompassing. Like right now, like when people get their plans, you know, they get it on PDF and it's cool. But like, I want people to be able to log in the website, log into the profile. Um, and like, they'll see their plans or they can, you know, they log their, their photos and, and stuff like that. Or they can even, they can just leave comments and stuff. Um, on, you know, I want a team profile page. So Talissa will have her own profile. You know, she's my writer. Maya will have her own profile as a marketing consultant. Tyler will have his own profile. And every other employee I have, um, you know, and because to me, it's like, 
to be able to put other people on is huge. Like if somebody comes to me for personal training and like, say they have their own business and they, they need a writer and all of a sudden they see how great the writing on my site is and they see Talissa's profile mm-hmm. or maybe they see the marketing I've done and they see my profile. It's like, then, then they get new clients. You know what I'm saying? So overall, like, I can't really say I have a set structure for the next five to 10 years. Um, you know, having my own gym would be dope. Um, but really just, it's really just about expanding what I have and just putting on as many people as possible. Cause like, you know, it's just giving back cause you know, they, they help so much with me. So, um, that's the least I can do. Um, it's just put people on and c- continue to create jobs and pay people. Hmm. Well, we are winding down. We're going to, we've made it to our last question. Uh, Alex, you're very clearly a man who knows his stuff and has his heart in the right place. You've got an influx of clients. You've got very, very good work. I mean, these transformations really are astounding. Like, golly. Um, So, like, you're clearly on your way to success. So I just want to know, how will you know when you've made it? Wow. That's a a tough question. Um, (laughs) How will I know when I've made it? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't think I'll ever feel that way um honestly like even with bodybuilding I was never satisfied like power lifting I'm never satisfied you know I could squat as much weight in the world it's just like okay why not more so it's like to me that's just always my personality was just life sports um all kinds of stuff but you know just in general I feel like living comfortably um being able to do the things that I want to do um you know not having to worry about stuff um you know just little simple things like that and just making sure all my people are good you know what i'm saying i don't want any of my friends family or nothing nobody to struggle so any way i can put people along whether it's me paying them directly me linking with them with somebody um because everybody got to eat you know mm-hmm. at, at the end of the day so to me it's just like making sure i'm good nobody and you know myself and nobody around me is struggling so i'd say maybe that that'd probably be my best answer but other than that, like, I'm always wanting to, you know, get more clients. I'm always want to see progress because at the end of the day, it is a lifestyle change um, and that can become generational. You know what I'm saying? Like just one person right there changing their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. They have kids. Their kids are already set off from from the jump. You know what I'm saying? Having a healthy lifestyle. And then you multiply that by hundreds of clients. It's, you know, it's right there. So to me, there's probably there's no slowing down for real. And there's no like like hey i've made it but it's you know just just continuing to work and expand all right well can you tell the people where they can find you my website is awillfit.com um my instagram is awill.official and my twitter is almighty awill a-l-m-i-g-h-t-y awill um with two l's so those are my social media at names and that's my website and if y'all want to call me or text me, my business phone number is 804-980-6145. Some people do that. I'd be like, I'm hey, sure. They, yeah. they, they, come, they come from all over. Yeah. <laughs> and you have just finished listening to the second episode in the bonus season of On Their Way. On Their Way was created, hosted, and edited by me, Jid Madison Scott. The theme music was composed by Baggio Alvarado, and the logo was created by Maka Corey. So there are a couple of ways you can support us. First off, buy some of our merch. I personally think that the sweatshirts are super comfortable and perfect for winter, but that's just me. Uh, to get there, uh, to our store, you can go to our website, wgcproductions.com, click the store tab, and then boom, you're right there. 
You can also follow us at with Good Co. on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to stay connected because we'd love to hear from you, and hopefully you'd like to hear from us too. If you want to access the show's transcripts, please go to our website, wgcproductions.com, and you'll find them in a GIF. All right, wonderful people. I'll catch you next week, and remember to take care of yourselves and wear your masks. Please.